And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Sharing Time Podcast. I'm Sean Rapier. I'm one of your hosts. And with me, as always, is... Ken Craig, your other host. That's a, that's a great name for you. But here we have the greatest host, one of the greatest hosts of all time as our guest. He is someone who everybody knows. Richie T. Stedman is in the house. Richie, welcome to the Sharing Time Podcast. Woot and or woot, Sean and Ken. Woot and or woot. <laughs> I love it. There is. We are so thrilled to have you here because you are the perfect guest for what we're going to be talking about. And let me be, I hope, the first to say to you, Happy New Year. Has somebody said Happy New Year to you yet, or am I the first? Well, like in my life, yes. But for this <laughs> year, no. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. And let me not exclude, Ken, Happy New Year to you then as well. You're so inclusive. Is that a New Year's resolution for you? As inclusive as I can be. There you go. <laughs> I, I So do you guys start throwing out the Happy New Year on the 26th when you see people? Like, because you can't say Merry Christmas anymore, or do you kind of carry Christmas over, or do you wait? What, 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 Richie, what's your Happy New Year time frame? Well, I mean, very controversial because I uh, I actually go back to that old joke from like elementary, middle and then also high school, <laughs> which was like when you're leaving for a school break, you're like, see you next year. <laughs> and you think you're super clever and you catch people for just a second. And then the older you get, they go, oh, he's going to do that. Yep. There he is. He did it again. So I am still the guy who is see you next year. That's my happy New Year's greeting. That's, I had a work uh, yeah. associate do that yesterday. A work associate said, I said, you know, I'm off the next few days. He said, we'll see you next year. They're still yeah. doing it. Ken, where do you land with all this? Well, so I, so my wife, Katie and I were out for a walk on the 26th and passed by a neighbor and I said, Merry Christmas. And they said, it's not Christmas anymore. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And then so later, I, I guess later that I got it wrong. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and then later, I will, I will start saying, uh, I'll start saying Happy New Year on the 26th from now on. Yeah, I think later that night at midnight, three ghosts appeared to that neighbor of yours <laughs> and uh, showed them what their life could have been because, my gosh, that's horrible. Yeah. Now, now isn't though, I got a question because I heard this this year for the first time, and I'm, I would assume you guys, very educated gentlemen, would know this. The 12 days of Christmas, we assume to be the 13th through the 25th. But actually, I heard this year that the 12 days of Christmas are actually the 25th in, on into January. What? Oh. So like the, on the first day of Christmas, meaning Christmas Day, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree and then is supposed to progress as we make our way into the new year. Under that, guys, you would be wishing someone a Merry Christmas into <laughs> well, well into the, next into the new year. Yeah, no, you were right. I think you're right. The 13th through the 25th. Richie. Yeah, that sounds right. more like a Hanukkah tradition to start at Christmas and go forward and by the way, Ken might be the only educated person here. So I'm, I am, uh, I am a high school dropout. Dropped out my junior year of high school and uh, never went back. So I am the least educated person, uh, you know. So, so, that. so hopefully this is a platform where people can learn because I just, I just entered this into the Google box, and it says the twelve days of Christmas begin on Sunday, December twenty fifth in the year twenty twenty two, and it ends on Thursday, January fifth, twenty twenty three. It is a tradition which we incorrectly do. 
you know, I didn't need another reason to not like that song, but now I have one. <laughs> yeah, I uh, and if you really hate someone, give them all the things from the 12 Days of Christmas and <laughs> start birds. on the 25th. So yeah. that on, on January 3rd, when they're in the gym for the third day in a row because of their New Year's uh, resolution, <laughs> show up with, uh, you know, Maids of Milken and run into the gym with Maids of Milken and that'd be perfect. So... Well, we are here to talk about New Year, and the reason we have Richie here, a little bit of background for the uh, maybe three of our listeners who don't know Richie. First off, I'll put in a plug that Richie was a guest on Latter-day Lives. You could go back to his Latter-day Lives episode and hear all about him. But also, he hosts a most wonderful show called The Cultural Hall. Tell us about The Cultural Hall. Well, uh, it originally started as a way for me to meet famous members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And then after episode six, when I met Peter Breinholt, I was like, well, I got to have another point to this thing. And so <laughs> then uh, I just it's sort of my adventure through the church. We do a weekly news episode and then just anything I get kind of curious about uh, things that have some sort of odd connection to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I try and reach out to those people and go, hey, hey, wh what about that? Tell tell me about your relation with that. Um, one of our uh, one of our episodes, we talked about this lady who was, or talked with this lady who was in the mainstream church who kind of got distracted and and joined uh, uh, like a polygamous thing and then came back. And I was like, how, how does that happen? How do you get from one thing and then come back and, and, and and things that are way less, uh, you know, what's off the, the reservation. Yeah, <laughs> off the reservation or something I, like that. We like one of our our upcoming episodes. There's a guy who's written about Jello and the various kind of savory and sweet Jellos. <laughs> he has a whole chapter about members. You lost of me at savory Jello. Yeah, yeah, have you never had a savory Jello? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't say I have. Oh my gosh! It's actually I, really good. It's aspic. It's a. It's an oaky. My in-laws. My uh, let's see. That would be my mom's family's uh, holiday tradition. It's got shrimp, and it's like a like a tomato-based gelatin. It's delicious. Yeah. Could you call that Jello though? Really? That's more. I, I, I've had aspic before. I've had aspic. They they serve it as like a an appetizer in Europe. Like they'll make sure. an aspic with. They'll do it with roast beef or they'll do it with shredded meats and stuff, but it's not really jello. It's like, a gelatin. It's a gelatin. A but gelatin. Let me just let me just put it this way. Uh there was what's the what's the famous quote? There's a famous quote that says the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is actually a fruit. Wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad. <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of how I feel. You, like, yes, it is a gelatin, but that doesn't mean you go get lime jello and shrimp. It's yes. not. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's a Jimmy Buffett uh, thing that uh, <laughs> Lime Jello and Shrimp would make a great song. In fact, I think would be fantastic. I 100% thought the quote that you were going to say is what's that quote? There's um, there's always, always room, room for, for Jello. That's 100% where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> no, there is uh, there is always room for Jello. But back to the cultural hall. The Richie at one point decided there were no more interesting guests and uh, decided to have me and Ken each on individually. So <laughs> we have both been guests in the hall, which yeah, and uh, it's a great way awesome. to get to know people because I ask. You know, I ask the questions that just kind of come to mind as we're chatting, right? And so sometimes that can be super tangential. Sometimes it touches on things that you don't hear 
in other interviews from different uh, podcasts because it, it seems like different guests will kind of make their way through the circuit. I take them in that opportunity in the circuit, but go, well, what could I ask them? What what kind of different stuff could I ask them? So you can find the Cultural Hall where you're finding this podcast and other podcasts. Absolutely. Uh, other than the listening party I have in my basement every Thursday. Oh. Uh, you can't find it there, but uh, the sharing time listening party, which no one's come to yet. Uh, maybe I should tell people about it. But the bottom line is, in addition to the Cultural Hall, you are also an amazing in-demand DJ you DJ events from weddings to, uh, I see you up at ski lifts a lot, store grand openings to massive, like really celebrity laden events. And so you, as an amazing DJ, we thought we'd talk a little bit about the New Year's Eve party, New Year's Eve traditions, and then also parties in general, because uh, I've been to a lot of parties uh, when I did stand up. I uh, used mm -hmm. to, and, and, you know, I have some tips for how to have a decent party, what to avoid in a party. And, uh, but we wanted to talk about New Year's Eve. We also pinged our audience and got some of our audience feedback as to what their plans were. But uh, do you, are you going to be working this New Year's Eve or are you going to be hanging out with your lovely wife? So uh, <laughs> I I am working. I actually have three events on New Year's Eve. Three events on, you see, you're the right guy for this podcast. And, and that's just for me, the company uh, that, that I own and run, we have seven events that will take place uh, that goodness. will be run by our company. But three of those are done by me. Uh, are they all next door to each other? How are you going to be doing three? <laughs> well, three so events. I'm bringing different days to them, like an 80s sitcom, and I change my clothes, <laughs> and then I... That is what that sounds like. Running Brother from one to the best. other. Yeah. yeah. And then, tragically, they come into the same room together, and I have to... <laughs> no, so uh, a long time ago, maybe a decade ago, um, people decided that uh, that uh, their kids needed to get in on the New Year's Eve, and they wanted to not have their kids stay up till midnight. And mm. so they invented Noon Year's Eve, which oh. is during the day and you count down till noon. And it's a great way for businesses, especially that are kid-friendly ones, to charge a little bit more, to bring in some food and be able to have a party that way. So the first party that I'll do is a Noon Year's Eve party uh, geared towards kids like four to 12. We count down to noon, the balloon drops. Everyone mumbles the words to old Lang Syne because they don't actually know them. <laughs> and then, uh, the second Wait, 12 year olds the... don't know old Lang Syne. This is hey, shocking. Do you know old Lang Syne? I do not. In fact, I only found out yesterday it's spelled A U L D. I thought it was old Lang Syne. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it had something to do with lasagna, but please promise me promise me that at some point you're going to ask all the kids uh guess what song i'm going to play next and then when they all yell say it's noon your business oh yeah <laughs> please please right the kids that down, write on, that down hold, hold on give me one the, those kids are going to go nuts over that little comedic <laughs> gym and then the dj said noon year's business <laughs> uh so it's interesting to me. Uh, no one knows the the old Lang Syne because that is like the quintessential New Year's Eve song. Do you know? It old acquaintance be forgot and never uh -huh. called to mind, and then repeated. Right, right. Old acquaintance be forgot. In the days, in the of, days old of old Lang, Lang Syne, for old Lang Syne, my dear, for old Lang Syne. 
repeated. We'll drink. Oh, oh I don't know about that. You really that do line. know all the words, Richie. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. Because I always change the last line because it also sounds like you're a grand old flag. So I always <laughs> change the last line of keep your eye on the grand. <laughs> uh, honestly, if I had to sing a solo of that, it would give me all anxiety. If I had to sing, <laughs> I would be in a lot of trouble. So, all right. So you got the noon event. Then uh, where do you go from there? So then uh, in Salt Lake, there's a place called Clark Planetarium. Oh, yes. Uh, and they're doing like a, an afternoon. It's a space adventure. It's, you know, rediscovering yourself and discover the planets and and the new year and all that stuff. So we're um, playing on loop ground control to Mr. Tom, uh, 2001 yeah. Space Odyssey, all the, you know, loosely based. We're going to play... Um, I don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. Anything that we can wedge in to something <laughs> to do with uh, space, a lot of Star Wars, Star Trek, anything like that. Yellow by Coldplay. Thing. Yellow by Coldplay. Look at the stars. See how they shine for you. Perfect. Perfect. Under the Milky Way tonight by the church. <laughs> sure. I can keep going. There are sure. a lot of them. Yes. And then, uh, and then, and then you need a bathroom break, and to run over to your next gig, you just put on Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. Just play the play the entire thing. Kids, welcome to Pink Floyd. Yeah, and, and we've never done this before, but while I run to the bathroom, we're gonna play the Wizard of Oz, and you start the dark side of the moon when the lion roars, and then you can get everything to happen. <laughs> perfect, perfect. That is so fantastic. All right. So and, then you're eating. And then the final event of the night, uh, I am at the Gateway, which if people don't know, it was what City Creek was before City Creek was built. It's a big outdoor mall, tons of shops. It's a free event for uh, families uh, and, you know, several thousand people come. And I am running karaoke uh, for four hours for for lots of people in the bitter cold outside on New Year's Eve. I love they're it. not paying you enough. Whatever it is, it yeah. is not enough. <laughs> a, a thousand percent. I did it on the 4th of July. Now, here's the thing that was cool about it. On the 4th of July, when we did it, it was hot. But, you know, you, you can manage hot. At, at one point, there was one guy that was singing. Um, I want to say it was like a Bad Bunny or a J, uh, J Balvin song, right? This very like Latin influence, just like get the crowd. Boom, 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 boom. And there was 3,000 people singing along with him doing this karaoke song. It was like being a rock star wow. in this moment. That is awesome. I don't, I don't think that's what this will be like. On. <laughs> so have you done karaoke outside at on New Year's Eve before? No. Nope. Wow. Space heaters? I hope so. I'm not in charge of any of that. <laughs> I am just in charge of the, the equipment and the music. So I really hope that they have that planned. All right, so let's start off with karaoke because I think on New Year's Eve, there's a lot of karaoke that goes on. We've been to First Night Provo. We've been to whatever they call the one in Salt Lake, the outdoor one. Always there's a karaoke stage. You've probably hosted a ton of karaoke uh, at different events. First off, Ken, do you have a go-to uh, karaoke song? I have a go away from. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I have karaoke one time. I am terribly, I, I tone deaf. And so I, in case you couldn't tell from what I was trying to sing old Lang Syne with uh, <laughs> Richie, 
Katie, Katie has one. It is um, Captain and Tennille. Love will keep it. Love will keep us together. Is that love will it? keep us together. Yeah, yeah, that's hers. I did karaoke one time uh, years ago when we were living in Las Vegas, and it was it went well because I did a rap song. What did you do? <laughs> Shoot, I shouldn't have said. It. I did. Yeah. Baby got back. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> again, Craig and, uh, doing baby got back. Wait a minute, I gotta know. Were you Bishop at the time you were doing Baby Got Back? Was your ward, was this a ward party? It was not a ward activity. We had gone out, we had gone out to dinner with some friends. And I think there was a, like a pub next door that had karaoke. And they were like, we should go in and sing a song. And these, this couple that talked us into going in <laughs> chickened out. I so love Katie it. did Love Will Keep Us Together. And then I'm like, I, I literally know nobody else here. I will never see these people again. So I got up and, and, quote unquote saying that and then we left and I, I left my karaoke uh history on the on the floor there so you know if that if that was a if that would have been a church activity with the bishop singing <laughs> baby got back i could just see the next sunday uh we'd like to apologize for the ward party uh seven members have left the church <laughs> but in good news three new members have joined just yeah that's right karaoke uh, before before we get all your best tips, Richie, I will just tell you I can't sing either. Uh, on a cruise once uh, with some some family members, we we did Love Shack because it's easy to do sort of that Fred Schneider, you know, mm-hmm. hop in my car as as big as a whale. No no one yeah. expects you to sing it well. I also am very proud of the fact that I know all the words to "It's the End of the World as We Know It." And you don't have to be a real singer to do it, but the fact that I was able to run around in the crowd and not look at a screen and sing, that was good. But the most embarrassing and worst one, I don't know why, and it's funny because it's the counterpart to Love Will Keep Us Together. I one time at a corporate thing did Love Will Tear Us Apart by Joy Division. <laughs> Joy Division. <laughs> and and uh, because I thought I could do the uh, love love will tear us apart again (laughs) and then i realized no one knows what this song is (laughs) and there are lots of long musical interludes and it was horrifyingly embarrassing so richie lay it on us give us the the hey if you want to crush it with karaoke here's some do's and don'ts especially if you're not a great singer well let me first of all say love shack the fifth most requested karaoke song of all karaoke songs. I completely no believe that. Yeah. Yep. What's the top five? Give us the whole top five. Uh, I don't know that I can do all of them. I know Don't Stop Believing is another one. Sure. Uh, Crowd pleaser. I want, I want to Dance with Somebody is another one. There's one it, I'm missing and I'm not going to be able to pick, but absolutely surprised by not what number one was. Anyone care to guess what number one was? Who Let the Dogs Out? No. Uh and- um, hopelessly devoted to you, Olivia Newton John. Oh, that's a good one too. No, purple Islands. rain. Purple oh. rain. Now, now the only thing that I can think of of why this is so requested, and this is some sort of scientific thing, right? Like if you do karaoke, then there's a software and it registers how many times different things are played and stuff like that. So it's science based. It's not just me <laughs> saying this is the best thing. I I have to think that it's because of the very beginning where it goes, ladies and gentlemen. And and that's why people want to do Purple Rain. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. You know, we are gathered here to get. Oh know, no, let's, let's let's go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 let's okay. go crazy, not Purple Rain. No, isn't that Purple Rain? 
no the album is purple rain but let's album the album's purple rain but the ladies and gentlemen we are gathered here to talk about this thing called life is let's go crazy that's let's go crazy oh now i'm showing my skin i'm not a prince guy i don't have any idea why it's purple rain then no idea. love 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 prince um and but yeah that is off the album purple Hmm. rain so you're Hmm. you're maybe it is though but if it's the song purple rain that's that's, that's a, a lot of guitar. It yeah. seems a lot of it seems a lot of ballad too. That that was why yeah. I was thinking maybe it's well, I don't know. I don't know. I just looked up and I don't know what singa.com is S I N G A. Okay. But they're claiming that 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 for 2022 only uh that the number one song it's was be Taylor Tennessee, Swift. Huh. Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton. Oh yeah. Um, never even heard of that song. Is Tennessee Whiskey. Uh, number two, I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys. Oh, sure. Yeah, oh, that was the that was the other one in the number five. Okay, I want it that That's way. Still in there. Yeah, and then number three, which you're going to be on stage for a while, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, sure, because you get everyone to sing along. <laughs> number four, can't help falling in love with you. Uh, the Elvis Presley song. The Elvis Presley song. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. The guy number- who wants to swing to sing to his sweetheart and impress. Yeah, I haven't heard of half of these, but I'll tell you what what comes in at number 10, which I don't think I've ever been to a karaoke event without hearing it. And all I have to say is, good times never seem so good. Right? So good. So every every time, right? Somebody sings Sweet Caroline every time, right, Richie? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, So so to your question, now that we've gone down that tangent for a bit, (laughs) uh, the things that I think uh, you have to decide which camp you're in for karaoke. Are you in the camp of, man, I want to nail this. I have practiced this. This is my jam. I do this song every time. I've perfected it. Me and the voice teacher, we've done this and I know how to hit the, like, are you in that camp? Or are you in the camp of like, nah, I'm terrible. I know I'm terrible. But if you look on my face, you can tell I am earnestly committed to this karaoke. I feel like those are two the two camps. If you fall somewhere in the middle, that's where people start to go, sit down. Please stop. What are you? <laughs> so doing? you got to commit. Whatever camp you're in, yeah. you commit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the other things that I would just tell, uh, you know, these are just standard things. Don't tap the top of the microphone. It's not funny when you drop microphones. It's not funny when you spit in microphones. All of the things that I feel like we should know from our church worship, <laughs> but we don't. We, we forget them when we do karaoke. <laughs> Like just and I guess I would say ballads, unless they're those there's the couple ballads that people get in, do a fast song and get done. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And don't do a long. So I saw a yeah. guy do um uh Baba O'Reilly uh, mm-hmm. on a cruise ship once. And as soon as he started, I said, he is gonna regret this. That is <laughs> if you're if you're unfamiliar with Baba O'Reilly, it's it's more commonly known as uh, uh Teenage Wasteland. Teenage Wasteland, yeah, by the Who. Uh-huh. That's like that's got to be an eight-minute song, and there's so much guitar in there. So he tried to air guitar for a bit, and then it was kind of like even his friends were down there going like, "This yeah, is let's, not let's be done." <laughs> All right, I, I, so, don't, I don't have a problem cutting people off. Like if people look to me and go, "I'm done," I don't yeah. make them stay up there. Some people yeah. are very insistent that you have to. I'm just like, no, let's save everybody. Let's just be done. Yeah, you're trying to please everybody, not just the person singing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Do that's you sing karaoke? That's why Richie? you're good. I do. Yeah. 
So what's yeah, my, your what's your go to? My uh, my go to is Bobby Darren's Mac the Knife or oh. Bobby Darren's Beyond the Sea. Beyond the Sea. I yeah. love. I'd like both to hear you songs. do that one. Yeah. Well, yeah. come and see me on Saturday night at the Gateway. <laughs> Are you gonna rock it? I might yeah, come uh, up for that. I, yeah, I always take the first number. Do you really? Yeah. All right, what time? Let everybody know it's cool to do it. Yeah, it's eight o'clock, and and then I started out. I probably start a couple minutes before, and then people are like, "Oh, what's going on?" And I go, "Oh, it's that easy. See, so you don't have to be that good. We'd love to have you come up and do this. You sign up over here. Nice. You know, do you get repeats to... like people who come up and they want to do one that's already been done? Nope. Nope. And you only get to do one. Don't be selfish. Don't be yeah. selfish with don't the don't the mic. Yeah. Yep. You get the person who it's their moment. It's their moment in the spotlight. They want to do ten different songs. Yes. And I'll tell you this. So again, going flashing back to this thing I did on the 4th of July, there was this guy and uh, I don't know how to necessarily address this, uh, but I'll do my very best to be respectful. You could tell that. Um, what do you, how do you say this? Uh, you, you like there, uh, I don't you know. Had how some to challenges. No, no. Like, um, like there, the, like maybe something was a little bit off. Okay. Right. Yeah. And maybe yeah. just kind of socially a little socially, bit. Socially, okay. Yeah, we know But he people. was like, I want to sing this song. And the rules that I was given by the people who hired me is that I said, everybody gets in line. If they sign up, if they're there, they get to sing. And like I'd mentioned, there was a lot of like Latin influence and rap and all this stuff. And this guy wanted to sing, uh, I Just Can't Wait to Be King from The Lion King. Oh, okay. Right. So that kind of maybe gives the you a little John version of, or the baby Simba version. Uh, <laughs> I think it was just the OG original version. Right. So impressive. In the OG version, it's the when I uh, it has all the, the like Pumbaa and yeah and, uh, Nala yeah. and Nala. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he gets up and he does like all of the voices of the different characters, spot on. Wow, nails it. It was it was incredible. I love <laughs> that. In my mind, he signs up with it, and I'm like, this is this I, is gonna tank. Yeah, this yeah. is oh okay, but I have to he send up, he gets done, and you know, there's that I just can't wait to be king. Right? It ends. And if people weren't already standing already, I promise you they would have jumped to their feet and he was that good. I and love for that it. One moment, he was the coolest guy in Salt Lake City. Good for him. I love that story, Richie. That yep. is awesome. <laughs> I uh, when I when I come by on New Year's Eve, you're not going to shut me down when I ask to do Circle of Life, right? Bring it, and, and you're going to let me start off with "Ha, yeah. I have to learn the words <laughs> to that. But uh, all right, so, be, no, you don't. That'll be on the screen. Oh yeah, that's true. Do, do you think they Karaoke. actually put the words to? to I have the, no uh, idea. Were they on that one? A thousand percent. Wow. Wow. So I looked up on Ranker.com. Uh, they have the list of the worst karaoke songs you can sing. Uh, number one <laughs> is "It's Everyday Bro." I've never even heard of this. Song, yeah, I don't know that one. But they say it's the worst song you can you can sing. It sounds like that title is a giveaway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Number number two, baby by uh justin, justin, justin bieber. bieber okay They're, they've got that as the number two worst there are some in here that uh because we're a latter-day saint focus saw uh show i'm not going to mention but uh although i will say this about that this is just sort of an as an aside know what your song uh 
says and is about and especially if you're doing like the original version which most karaoke things are i was doing a company party uh one time and i think the song is it wasn't me and the original like radio version only has like two verses and they're fairly you know <laughs> clean and appropriate but at this corporate party, the president and his assistant get oh, into no. like the third and fourth verses and they just look at me and they're like, Stop. we are yeah. done. We can't do this anymore. So know, know the song and uh, what it may actually mean that you haven't ever considered before, before you, you know, put, put your face for public it. consumption. Yeah. 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 There, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting list here because some are obviously from the appropriateness. Some are like, you really have to think about the song, like Stairway to Heaven is on here. Do not do Stairway to Heaven for karaoke. A lot of guitar and a lot of, unless you can really wail. Uh, Tears in Heaven is on here. Susudio. I didn't know there were that many people. Uh, American Pie, I think also, because it's just so completely long. Eight minutes and something, long, yeah. Yeah, but why on earth would they put We Built This City on here? That should be (laughs) at every karaoke jam. Let me think about this. Yeah, rock and roll. Yeah. Oh, because the the, uh, verses are boring. Yeah, but... (laughs) Real bad. But But in the middle... You get everybody jumping up and down in the chorus. Yeah. Uh, but much like the Lion King in the middle, you could say it's a beautiful day out there in the city by the bay, the city that never stays, the city that <laughs> whatever. I don't know all the words to that. All right. So karaoke, you, would you say, Richie, if people were saying I'm going to throw a party with family and friends at my house, New Year's Eve, downstairs, we're setting up karaoke upstairs. We got games and stuff. Yay or nay on karaoke? Or is it yay if you do this? So I would say no, uh, no, the guests that you are inviting. Okay. Because if they, if they are the kind of people that are like, yeah, we'll do it. So like, here would be a a defining thing. If you've partied with these people before and you set a theme for the party and they came dressed in the theme, those will be the people that will, you'll enjoy doing karaoke. They're all in. Yeah. Yeah, They're all in. Yeah, you bet. We came as 1920s flappers and everyone the whole night talked like this, right? <laughs> They'll karaoke great. If it's people that you're like, you know, I, yeah. I didn't wear anything. I didn't have anything. I didn't want to do this. I, yeah, I brought yeah. a, a seven layer dip here. Eat this. That is not your karaoke crowd. Yeah. Yeah, we we all hang out with a lot of theater people, so it's hard for me to judge <laughs> because we we hang out with a lot of people who I can get attention. I'm on it. <laughs> I like how I make fun of them, but we all host podcasts, so <laughs> clearly it's not us trying to get yeah, attention. No, but, no, uh, no, not us. All right. So what else? If people want to have a successful New Year's Eve party, because we're we are putting this out a couple of days before New Year's Eve, there will certainly sure. be some listeners. What are some other things that they should either avoid? Or things that you would encourage because you've seen a million parties. Yeah. So my mind immediately goes to like uh, to to the kind of party that you want to have, meaning like if you really want to connect with, uh, you know, your old friend from high school and that guy that lives down the street and, you know, your buddy that you you know, served a mission with or whatever. Right. And you're trying to get these people together. Know that you are the linchpin for all of these people, right? They all know you. They don't all know each other. And so just be aware of it. You don't have to be everything to everyone, but 
but as a party host, you have to connect other people together. Otherwise, when you're not hanging out with the person that you invited, that person knows no one else. And that's not very fun for them Fair to point. be. I think that's a you know? really good point. Think about your audience. Think about yeah. who you, because I don't think most of us don't, right? We just kind of go, I'll invite a bunch of people I like. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I think this is really pertinent, especially for this audience. If you have kids and kids are invited, um, first of all, I would say, think if that's the kind of party you want to have is a party with kids, likely you don't have any sort of choice in this. So kids are going to be a part of this party, have activities that the kids can play with by themselves that will entertain the kids. If that's what you want from the parties to be able to be with the other adults if it's, and I've hosted these or not hosted these, but been a part of these like kid centric New Year's mm. Eve parties, if the kids are the focus and the parents are just helping the kids have fun, that's a whole different party than if the kids are supposed to be doing one thing and the parents are supposed to be doing another thing. I've seen parties where kids are invited that I think it's brilliant. They'll, they'll kind of start at like six o'clock in the evening and do hors d'oeuvres and food and stuff. But they'll do a countdown to midnight at eight o'clock, ten o'clock, and then midnight. Mm -hmm. So that like the people East with Coast small countdown, kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they can turn it on. You can turn on the Rock and New Year's Eve or whatever. But do that countdown at eight, and then one group of families can go home because they got the whole experience. Ken, do you have a favorite New Year's Eve? Do you have a favorite that you've ever you can remember? Oh, man, um. For me, New Year's Eve has always been kind of low stakes. Like we don't have a ton of traditional things. It's sort of uh, like Richie was saying. I, we enjoy getting together with with people, but it won't be like a, an enormous crowd. We've gone to some uh, some parties, and it's usually I would say you know like twenty people or less, and and you kind of know everybody. So it's really fun to just eat, visit, catch up, chat. Um. I'm trying to think. I don't know that I've had a, a favorite one, but those are always my favorite type where it's just people I love to be around Yeah, kind of going into the new year with people I care about. And I'm uh, excited to spend that time with them. Um, I, can, I can tell you my, my least favorite is twice in the last maybe six years, I've had to chaperone <laughs> a, a, like a multi-stake New Year's Eve dance uh, and uh -huh. I don't, now that we don't do friends of scouting anymore, this is the church <laughs> thing. I have the least testimony of. <laughs> because I'm supposed to be chaperoning kids that are like, I don't know you, you're not my youth leader. I don't have to, you know, and there's a dancing thing that's going on, which is kind of fun, but they'll have all these other activities, right? Rooms that have games or whatever. And it is like, it smells like a locker room and <laughs> and axe body spray and <laughs> and just a lot of attitude and it's late right so these kids are <laughs> i don't know it's it's rough i'm like i just don't want to do that i'm not eating with people i love i'm not getting to eat what i want i'm yeah. supposed to be watching over people that don't want me here <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah i think so we can all relate to that a little bit for right? sure yeah. Richie, do you have a favorite? So so that reminded me when the uh, New Year's Eve between, uh, let's see, eighth grade was mm. when it was. I was at a uh, region dance back in the day. We didn't have multi-state dances. We had them for the region. And I remember 
they did the whole thing, right? There's all the different activities. And uh, up to this point in my life, I had never kissed a girl before. Mm. And I had throughout the night started dancing um, a lot of the dances with this one particular girl. And I was like, I th- I think I think tonight might you're going to get the midnight night, the midnight kiss. <laughs> People do the midnight kiss. That's the thing. And I remember like it's getting to the countdown. And I look across the basketball court to her because that's where the dance was held. <laughs> and and, uh, and and we had been slow dancing. And I said. Can I kiss you? So I asked her, right? Mm. And she's like, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) And and I had never forgotten that because I just said, I'm 35. I am a chaperone at this dance. (laughs) No, I was in eighth grade. She was in eighth grade too. Come on. All right. No. But but it was it was it was so funny because, you know, like I was I was trying to be that super respectful kid. And as much as I knew, like attraction when I was, you know, 14, I guess is how old you are doing those things. Yeah. I just remember being like, of course, midnight, of course, I asked, of course, I'm a gentleman, of course, you know, doing all the things, of course, I got this on. Absolutely not. Oh, okay. oh, Richie, my heart is just. Oh, you're saying you. there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so when she said absolutely not, did you say, "Baby, it's cold outside"? <laughs> yes, really no, uh, I I remember just being sort of sort of awe and dumbstruck, and just being like, "I wasn't oh, talking to you." Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then just sort of turned, and then you know that's when the dances would end at that point. Yeah, and she was in many of my classes with me at school, and we never spoke of the asked, not given kiss ever wow. again. Wow, have you ever seen her in your adult life? Uh, like I mean, we went to the same high school. I have never seen her in my adult life, Richie. That is horrifying, and I think we can all relate. And that is. I mean, that is all time. Did did either of you ever go to a, a youth dance when New Year's Eve was on a Saturday night? And it like it. <laughs> and so it'd be like, hours early. three, two, one, happy new year. Everybody go. Everybody out. Everybody. It's, it's, it's Sunday. Sunday. It's Sunday. It's 12.01. Go, go away. Go, go, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have, I have two favorite new year's eves and i hate to spoil it with with having two but there one i especially want to share with you guys one was just epic uh five years ago probably six years ago we actually went to new york city and stayed in manhattan and watched the ball drop in person that was and i can do a whole thing about how to do that properly uh you don't go stand out there and wear adult diapers and stand in the pen for 18 hours (laughs) it's expensive but if you book a party there are restaurants around that at 11.50, they open their doors. You walk right out. There's a little penned off area. And we stood there with our sons and watched the ball drop. And I kissed my wife. And it was amazing. Like, that is all time. I'll never forget that. But he actually, asked to kiss his wife. And she said, no, it was very uncomfortable. Absolutely not. <laughs> she said, absolutely not. You had the garlic <laughs> pasta. And I am. <laughs> Which was why I felt okay about kissing the other girl next to me. <laughs> My wife had said, absolutely not. So I couldn't help it. But one that one that uh, is very tender in my heart, uh, and it will 
probably mean a lot to you. And we should point out that we have probably have uh, uh, people listening who know Lisa Clark and and uh, the Lisa show, where Richie was a big part of that for quite a long time, uh, uh, very involved in that. And you got to hear Richie every day. And Richie is a dear friend of Lisa's. And of course, Ken and Katie are uh, Lisa and her um, husband, Chris, who unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. And if you don't know Chris and Lisa, then that's really a shame because two of the best human beings we know. And one year, uh, Chris and Lisa and my wife, Vanessa, and I spent New Year's Eve together, just the four of us. And we went down to Provo. We all went out to dinner and then we went to Provo and it was first night was what it was called. And they had this sign. Now, this is in Provo, Utah. The slogan for first night was anything can happen on first night. <laughs> I don't think anything can happen on first night. <laughs> Not in Provo. And, and unfortunately, Chris, who, you know, we all just love and and is one of the most talented, funniest human beings I've ever met in my life. Chris started and and I would say Chris and I did it but it was so much Chris uh we started doing first night the musical and Chris would do this thing where he'd go you know Sean I was just thinking about first night and I go what's that Chris what were you thinking about he go I was thinking that anything can happen on first night Chris <laughs> is dancing in the streets and people are staring so I just jumped in with him like a karaoke unabashed jumped in and Lisa and Vanessa were horrifically embarrassed, and yet I think a little <laughs> bit entertained. We put together this entire musical number about how anything can happen on first night. And uh, it's just a sweet memory of a, a man that I miss very much, who we all hmm. love very much. So we've had was... we have had New Year's Eve uh, celebrations with the Clarks as well in their home. And yeah, that that is sweet. That's tender. Yeah, it was. I, it was I don't want to ruin the tender moment. I was never invited to the Clarks <laughs> on Christmas or New Year's Eve. That's um, a shame. These things. Everybody kissed everybody. <laughs> well, and they asked, can I kiss you? And they said, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It was, well, it was, it was an improv crowd. You're not allowed to deny. So <laughs> everyone would just say, can I kiss you? Well, I can't deny because yeah. it's improv. All right. So going back to successful New Year's Eve parties, uh, what how do you wrap up a party? Richie, what's a good way to like we've all we've all hosted something where people are sitting around. You're going, I'm ready for bed. Yeah, the key (laughs) is in the invitation. Okay, And you and and you have to you have to be um, clear about it and you have to state it because otherwise you will you will have. Like was at my first wedding, the one person who stays after the couple leave. That really happened. A friend of mine was hanging out with my family after my first wife and I had left. And and they text me and were like, how do we get this person to leave? And I'm like, I'm on my honeymoon. Don't bother me. You have an end time. So it's 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. Love it. Then you can very clearly at 1 a.m. You flick the lights on or... You start shutting the lights off or whatever it is. I mean, if there are a lot of your pajamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To start disappearing and, you know, going to bed and then people keep partying. And I've been to those parties before as well, where the hosts actually go to bed and they say, yeah, we don't care when they get done. Let us know how long you stayed for and charge us if there's anything extra and, you know, just shut the door behind you. I've, I've been to plenty of those kind of parties as well. 
But if you want people to leave when you leave, be very clear with the time. You're not a jerk about it, but you're like, this party will go till one. It's one. Let's go. It's 1230. It's two. It's five. Whatever. That's that's the end of the party. I love that. That's actually great advice. That's a good way. I never thought about putting an end time on that. So and yeah, but that, that makes a lot of sense. I I would say from the time I did stand up, which occasionally I do stand up even at a regular party, which is always interesting. It doesn't always go well. Don't hire a comedian for a house party. But I had some good ones. I had some good shows. But one of the things I see at events generally, and this happens a lot more at corporate events, but I've seen it at family parties as well. Don't overplan your party. Yep. I see where it's like, okay, then we're going to put on a little skit. Then we're going to do this. Then we're going to do that. You're probably not that good at it. <laughs> Don't overplan your party. Plan yeah. some some big hit things, but people want to talk. They want downtime. Yeah. <laughs> to be able to eat and visit. And yeah. And it fe- when it feels overstructured and over overplanned. <laughs> And you, you guys the, are really good you at this. And, you and the other guests are going to start making fun of the host. Like, <laughs> yeah. wow. Well, well, That's and even if it, and even if the thing is really super enjoyable, right? Like, I had a, uh, I did a Christmas party, and there were a lot of people. They had brought in like this casino night company, right? And people were really enjoying this more than they thought that they would. And so then they were like, and now we're going to do a 45 minute raffle. And, you know, people wanted their free stuff or whatever, but people then didn't want to have the next thing and the next thing. So plan that people will enjoy it and be sensitive to how the night is going. If the energy of the night is, is sort of done and going, don't make something that should have only gone 20 Mm. minutes. Don't make it go 45 and don't make something that should have gone 45 only go 20 allow the stuff to breathe as you know as ken pointed out i think that's that's fantastic that's really really good advice ken you had a party once for katie that we went to that you had the most perfect balance because it was like everyone was mingling a bunch of our friends were there then it was like okay now we're putting on a show and you guys had four or five different things that were just brilliant all of them and then it was and now we're done back to your mingling yeah that's the way to do it i think that's the right way to do it i remember leaving there and telling vanessa like hey if if ken needs to throw all the parties because all of this (laughs) this is really good all right so here's my next question and this is important richie because you're going to be working super late what time do you have church on sunday morning so I actually thought of this. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so there's only because you're changing words. times. Yeah, Are there's two ch- words in our building. But but so here is the kind of guy I am. Uh, our, our our word is normally at nine o'clock. And I on Christmas Day, you know, just the other this last Sunday, I was like, oh, I want to make sure that I go and celebrate Jesus on Jesus's air quotes, birthday, right? That's what we're doing. We're celebrating the birth of Christ. So I want to be at church. That's an important thing to, for me that day, my wife, who's not a member of the church, I said, Hey, church is on a Sunday, this, or Christmas is on a Sunday this year. I would like you to come with me for this particular one. She said, yes, of course. And we show up at our regular ward time and no one was there. So I don't know, (laughs) like if we combined wards or something like that. So it's not, it's not completely off base for me to not know what time (laughs) church is at, but I think 1030. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting for a lot of people. First off, I think that the 1030 and noon and one o'clock wards are going to be mighty busy. Mm-hmm. And those 9 a.m. <laughs> wards, I don't think you're going to have a problem finding a seat. Yeah. Um, we had a ward for a while in our stake that was meeting at 830. I'm telling you, they're, oh, wow. they're, but it'll be interesting. We, we I'm in a young single adult bishopric now, and uh, our ward meets at noon. I still think we're pushing it. <laughs> we're we're only doing sacrament meeting, and then we're doing a, a linger longer after. Oh. But I'm still. What, 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 uh, what's the address of that? Yes, come to it. Linger please longer. Come. Huh? come to the linger. <laughs> cinnamon rolls, I think, is what we're doing. Nice. So please oh, yeah. come have cinnamon rolls. Ken, what time are you guys meeting? So we've been at ten thirty all year. We're going to twelve now. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. So Which... your kids have no good excuse. Yeah, no, they'll be they're fine. We're fine. we're kind of still riding that that high of of it only being two hours <laughs> i'm like noon that's the you know what it's only, it's only two hours that's fine <laughs> that's so i fun. i immediately went from what i felt about the third hour to now feeling about the second hour <laughs> <laughs> i'm now like hey, shouldn't this whole thing be over at about 20? <laughs> after no, sacrament I, meeting yeah. i i don't actually now i'm my wife and i are in charge of the linger longer and then we do one every single week that was a yeah, that's what i miss about the the single adult ward <laughs> yeah. for real that's a tradition we inherited to do it every week. Uh, whereas we've been, we were serving in our stake with the YSA. So I would go to the other ward. They, our local ward was, uh, they would only do it once a month as a break the fast kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But this ward, every single week, and the the bishop I served with, he just said, uh, you know, hey, let's let's keep this thing rolling. So it's kind of nice because we're in charge of it. My wife and I, with we have a committee. But of course, we want our committee to be in Relief Society or Elders Quorum or Sunday School or whatever. So we, second hour, are mostly setting stuff up, warming stuff up, serving and getting ready. So I That's do funny. like my, that part of it. My daughter, at my oldest, Abby, when she was in a YSA ward, she got called into the Relief Society presidency. And I said, oh, that's great. She goes, yeah, it's like a real calling. And I said, now, Abby, I put on my father, Bishop Hannah. Abby, every calling is a real calling. She goes, Dad. I was called to the taco committee before this. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, the taco committee? <laughs> the taco committee? For their linger longers. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I'm uh, like, we, I would I would magnify that calling so hard. The yeah, taco if there committee. Was, if there was a taco committee in every ward, think of our activity levels. I know. People would... Uh, I want to point out, though, that that also uh, has the characteristic of one of my favorite things about church callings is that it's just one day a week. So you're on the taco committee only on Tuesdays because you can't it's not taco Sundays or anything like that. That's one right. day a week, you can be 100 percenter on that calling. That's right. See, and I was thinking that if you did tacos after church, you know, five minutes before you're supposed to class is supposed to get out, you ring the end of class bell. And then as soon as it's over, you ring the taco bell. Which would then, yeah. no anyone? No. They we don't but, bring bells anymore. I, I Name the last time you heard the bell at church. I don't even think we have them anymore. Yeah. Well, you don't even know what time you meet. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> they could be ringing the bell. And, you... <laughs> and, and to your daughter Abby's point, my last calling in a uh, young single adult ward before I I uh, graduated out was I was the ward choir recruiter. I didn't have to sing in the choir. <laughs> I didn't have to like conduct the choir or anything like that. My job was to try and get more people there in 
Ward Choir. Wow. I, I yeah. am just picturing you walking around listening to singers and then being like a really greasy agent sitting next to someone going, hey, kid, you got quite a voice there. How about you put it to use for the Lord, huh? <laughs> no, I will tell you that this is so tangential, but I'm I appreciate that we're able to get this up because there would be no other format where this story <laughs> would ever come about. So uh, they used to in that young single adult ward, you'd get done with sacrament meeting and then all the announcements would be made from the pulpit. So Tuesday night, we're having the uh, activity. We're oh, going yeah. to the uh, Briars ice cream shop and we're meeting at the church at six and then, but you know, whatever the thing was. And sure. And, and then I would always get up and do my ward choir announcement, my recruiting announcement. And I would do things like, ladies and gentlemen, the top 10 reasons why you should join the ward choir. And then I'd be like, number 10, the bishop says you only have to pay 9%. Number eight, you get an automatic meeting with Gladys Knight, but not the pips. You know, and so it just became... It just became uh, performance art, and people would be like, I don't know what this is, but I guess I should go to this thing. Oh, that is awesome. That is so fantastic. I would have loved to have seen that, Richie. I'll bet you were remarkably effective. It really, we had like 60 people in the choir. That is awesome. You'll never get I, released from that. Yeah. Well, I think I've thought of a, a new calling I'm going to suggest in Bishopric <laughs> meeting this Sunday, so... This has been wonderful. We're going to wrap things up with uh, a question that I think everybody asks this time of year. Richie, we'll go to you first. Uh, how about New Year's resolutions? You got one or two? Oof. You do the New Year's resolution thing? I mean, it's actually funny. So it might even be in this room. Let me look around real quick. No, I I found my New Year's resolutions from a couple years ago. Mm. and. Uh, and I did them. Nice. I don't think I did them all that year. But like, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, I did it. And I can remember sitting down and writing them. And I re I really love that. The focus that I'd never have like in life um, actually gets all washed away when I actually do a list. I'm like, I have a list. I'm focusing on a list. And I get a little OCD, like I want to cross the things off the list. So I actually feel some like, um, momentum towards those things. So, so I kind of, I've started to do, uh, a, a little bit less as far as the amount of goals are, but like, uh, harder kind of mm. things or yeah. like more intention, more, more payoff of something. Nice. Um, so, so, so yeah, I've got one, my wife and I were working, uh, hard to try and pay off our mortgage. So we've got, like a certain part we want to be by the end of the year and paying our mortgage off. That's, that's one we're doing. I'm trying to um, lose uh, all of the COVID-19 that I gained. Uh, I'd like to get back to my pre-COVID weight. Uh, fighting weight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in a moment of actual seriousness, um, one of the things that, that I have lost over the last couple of years is uh, community, just being friends with people just getting together uh, with people yeah. and it's not because I'm trying to network with them so that I can partner up with a deal on them and do that. Or, you know, it's not just, I had them on because I feel like they'd be a great guest or anything like that. Like genuinely just be like, Hey, Ken, Hey, Sean, you want to go get some food at a restaurant? 
and just talk. I haven't, I used to be really good about that. I find a lot of worth and value in it. I'm horrible at it. So I'm hoping to, 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 you know, sort of uh, gather community around me. I think that's a phenomenal The the answer is always yes from me. Okay. Okay. Saying, do you want to go get food at a restaurant? Yeah. 1230 on Saturday night, I'm going to call you (laughs) and you've already said the answer is yes. Well, and, and this was actually, this whole podcast was just an excuse for me and Ken to call you to the head of the sharing time taco committee. (laughs) (laughs) You are the head of our sharing time taco committee. Ken, how about you? Do you have uh, are you a, a new year's goal setter? I guess I am. Yeah. I generally will pick a few things. I kind of, I, I take a look at the upcoming year. Are there things I want to maybe focus on? Um, sometimes uh, uh, maybe a couple things specific and a couple things general, but yeah, I do. It's a time of reflection and I kind of sit down and look at things I want to. Anything get, you want to share yeah. or are they too private? Um, I can tell you what this last year's was because I did it. Yeah. Let's hear it. I, I read the old Testament. Wow. Covered again in, in Hebrew. That is amazing. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> no, you really did read the Old Testament. Yeah, I'd never read it. I mean, I'd read parts of it right over the year, over and over, but but never like even the genealogical <laughs> wow uh, chapters that you just kind of like oh, and, and I didn't listen to it. I read it. I read the whole holy thing. cow, Ken. which some people have you know think well, big deal. I'd done that several times, but for me, that no, was, uh, that's a big deal. I've never done that. Big one. Yeah, I, uh, I, it takes me months to get through Second Nephi. So I, I am, yeah, the Old Testament, that would be, that would be a challenge. That's awesome. That's really for cool, this, kid. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for letting me share that. Uh, this upcoming year, I think I am going to complete a second book. That's my goal. Oh, yeah. I forgot uh, about I that. Self-published remind me the, book. Remind me of the first book. Faith, Fatherhood, and Food. Yeah. And I, I was, did that. Uh, came out about six months before the pandemic. And then I've, yeah, just kind of been looking at doing a second one so it's a great book i love it and i was having lunch with my friend jason bringhurst the other day who was in town visiting and he we somehow got to talking about you ken and he goes you know that was like my favorite book that i read last year he said (laughs) i i like was up till midnight one in the morning he said i was just i'd be laughing my kids were like what are you doing he said that is a great book oh that is very kind of jason so we're, we're going to circle around and give you a chance to uh pitch your wares both of you actually <laughs> but before we do i'll just share my new year's uh resolutions last year actually january 1st uh i said i am this is my year to get serious about my health and uh, ended up losing uh, 85 pounds last year over the last year, which wow. uh, shockingly, I have a long way to go. You'd think, you know, 85 pounds, you think, gosh, you must be there. No, no, still have a long way to go. But uh, that was helpful this last year. So I did achieve that. Or That's at least remarkable. Sean. I'm on my way. Congratulations. That's amazing. No, what's amazing is I still could lose almost that much weight and be okay. But uh, so that was good. And and uh, this year, two two things. I it's time to fix up our home. Our youngest has moved out, and we kind of let things go for a while. So because you have actually, to. yeah, because they trash the house, yeah. and you know, and and our kids, uh, you know, have so 
Our our floors right now upstairs have nothing on them because they were sanded today by a company that's refinishing them. Yeah. We had a, a cracked window replaced yesterday. We're just going to do little projects, and hopefully by the end of the year, the house is back up to where we are not going to be condemned uh, by the city. That's our goal. Um, and the second, I have a spiritual goal this year, is to figure out the atonement and how it applies to every facet of my life. And and that's been kind of a thing lately where when people come to me with issues, like, or come to talk to me about things, and I ask, how does the atonement apply to this? It changes every conversation I have. Hmm. And it's happened a lot recently where people come to me, hey, I'm struggling with this or whatever, and I'll ask them, so how does the atonement apply? Because the scriptures tell us that uh, that his uh, burden is light and his, what's the, his um, yoke is, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. His yoke is easy. So if I'm going through something heavy, that means it's not light or easy. So I have not properly applied the atonement yet. Hmm. I got to figure out how to better do that. So that's my, that's been on my mind a lot lately. So I'll listen. I'm going to circle back in November. Just have you please do. We'll go, yeah. we'll go to lunch with Richie yeah. and then you yes. can tell us how you've, uh, <laughs> that, that'll be good. How you've, yeah. Wait, Absolutely not. Yes. (laughs) Richie, the next time we are in person, just to get it out of your system, I am going to very sincerely look you in the eye and ask you if I can kiss you just so you can give me the absolutely not just to get it out of your system. Just just get it out there. So uh, let's let's go ahead. And like I said, you can pitch your wares. Ken, where can we find your book? It is on Amazon. You can just type in Faith, Fatherhood, and Food and uh, author Ken Craig. It's I think it's on sale right now for it's normally ten bucks. I think it's eight eight something right now. Well so. while brilliant, my favorite essay that you've ever written is not in it, unfortunately. Which, which one's that? Uh, which is about a, a bar of soap. I'll just leave it at that. Maybe <laughs> maybe we can share that on our Facebook page. But your essay on a single bar of soap, I won't ruin it, but it's maybe the best thing I've ever read in my life and I'll never forget it. So, uh, Richie, the, our entire listening community is champing at the bit right now to hire you for their next event. Where do they find you? Well, you can find me two ways. One, you can just go to the website, bestdjinutah.com. Or if you just search in your Google box, the best DJ in Utah, you will find, uh, not only the highest rated, but also the most Ooh. rated DJ service for the entire state of Utah is yours truly. Uh, all kinds of events. I did a funeral uh, this year, played music at a funeral. Wow. Guy who passed wanted his uh, life celebration to be a literal celebration. That was one thing he put in his will. So it was uncomfortable it. for a minute. Wow. And then we danced like crazy. Uh, <laughs> there's no event too small or too big that I won't come and party with you at. You can find that there. And then uh, for all things, the cultural hall, it's at the cultural hall on social media or the culturalhall.com. Absolutely. But Richie, what about people who live in Idaho, Wyoming, Arizona? They can't mm. hire you. Oh, well, yes, they can. In fact, this year alone, I will be traveling to Wyoming a couple of times. I've already been to Idaho doing Northern California, Louisiana, Texas, Nevada two times. I'm all over the place. Uh, My my wife, uh, she will say this a little bit differently 
But uh, if you pay me, I will likely come and do whatever it is that you ask me to do. She says it a little more crass, but know that I will come and do it. Well, thanks so much for joining us here. Uh, we really appreciate it, Richie, and everyone should definitely go check out all that stuff. And then also, if you are listening to this thinking, man, if these idiots can do it, I could probably do a podcast. I just don't know where to start. That's another good reason to reach out to Richie. He has a master class on how to have a podcast, and I highly endorse that. So, Richie, thanks for being our friend. We really appreciate you, and thanks for coming on and jumping in. This was a whole lot of fun. Ken, always good. Always it's fun to for us here. to be together. So, Happy New Year, guys. Really, Happy New Year. I hope 2023 is everything for you. Should I get just a small time girl <laughs> living in her lonely world wait did we not go back to that hey everybody thanks so much for listening if you enjoy the show we'd love a five-star rating and from all of us here at the Sharing Time Podcast, a very happy new year. Looking forward to a lot of time with you in 2023. Good night, everybody. If there are any jokes in the Sharing Time Podcast which you do not understand, please give us your telephone number and or your address, and we'll, ten, we'll send two people to your house to explain the jokes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>